How do you pitch your business to a journalist? Plus, three press opportunities you could use to promote your business over the next few weeks. Hello, this is the Public Relations Podcast, the podcast that's about helping you launch or manage your own business PR campaign. In the show, I talk about examples of good PR you can try, teach tips and tricks, and I put you inside the minds of editors and public relations professionals to show you how you can do it yourself. Plus, in each episode, I talk about a couple of upcoming opportunities as well that you could use to promote your business over the next few weeks. Wherever you are in the world, whatever the size of your organization, the same rules apply. So let's get started. If you want to ask me a question, by the way, just go to the extras page at thepublicrelationspodcast.com. By the way, I was going to talk about press releases this week, but I have changed my mind. And the reason is because although I wanted to talk about how you write them correctly, it occurred to me that it's probably best to first try and explain to you how to even approach the media first, because I don't want you just sending off a bunch of press releases and hearing nothing. So let's talk about how to approach them. Just imagine that you've started a business or you're trying to scale up your business. You're working really hard on it. You're really excited about it. You're passionate about it. And you write a press release on your work computer. Maybe it's the one in front of you right now. The press release looks good. You click send on an email. You sit there waiting, trying to do other tasks. But you find yourself constantly checking the inbox for reply. But there's nothing. So eventually you pick up the phone. Maybe even the device you're listening to this on right now. And you ring the journalist that you approached. It rings, it rings. Nothing happens. But when you finally get through, they're really gruff with you and they say, I'll look into it and basically put the phone down on you. You think, okay, not much fun, but at least they're going to look at it. So you still sit by your inbox and your phone and you hear nothing. You eventually decide to remind them by sending the press release again and then again. And eventually you give up and assume the press are never going to be interested in you or your business. I don't know how many times I've heard this story and it's just plain wrong so let's fix this today so how do you pitch your business to a journalist even if you're approaching a local journalist a national one or an international one because they could all be interested literally you could be on global tv news today if you've got the right story being broadcast across the entire world even if you're a really small organization you could be so let's start with what isn't a news story and i've touched on this before the fact that you're starting a business is not news unless you're already established and everyone's talking about you a tech startup is only of interest to people like TechCrunch. And they want to know why you're different. They want to know what funding you've got. Have you got millions of pounds of of VC funding already to get going? Unless you can prove that you're bringing something truly unique already, no one cares about the fact you're just starting a business. Winning an award is rarely news these days, unless it's a really, really well-known national award. Sadly, awards are everywhere now, and even national awards carry little weight anymore with journalists. There's also a lot of suspicion as well in newsrooms these days among journalists about the credibility of awards. So what could your story be about? Again, we've touched on this before, but think about what's really exciting about your business. Ask your friends what they find interesting about your business. People who aren't associated with your business. Ask your family even or anyone who uses your product. Maybe send out some tweets and see what people react to most. Once you've worked out what it is, and we'll talk about press releases next week, email the journalist first. Don't just pick up a phone. Keep it short. But also... 
and add a caveat to this, the press releases are at times a bit of a turn-off because they can be just too long. Sometimes, particularly once you've developed a relationship with a journalist, just a short paragraph of three or four sentences can be enough to grab their attention. But I'll talk about that another day. So should you then call them on the phone once you've sent the press release? Journalists get so many phone calls and so many pitches that if you're trying to focus on writing a story and you keep getting interrupted, imagine what it would be like for you. And they're exactly the same. They get really annoyed after a while. A big factor in calling a journalist is just like social media, if you do social media already. And it's about timing. So just like whether people are on social media in the afternoon because it's lunchtime, journalists are in exactly the same situation. So broadcast journalists, for example, on a 24-hour news cycle have main shows to focus on. They'll have the sort of lunchtime and evening news, even though they're generating content throughout the day. So you need to get in there early, not the last minute before the program's been agreed and decided. Early news bulletins, don't ring them at 10 to the hour. So in other words, at 10.50 or 11.50, they're going to be going into the studio. And particularly in small newsrooms, they don't have time and they don't want to talk to you. And they will have forgotten about you by the time they come out. Call them just after the hour, once their bulletin's finished and they're a little bit refreshed and they're taking a couple of moments before they start for the next hour. Newspapers generally have a daily or weekly deadline. You want to find out when that is and make sure you're not calling them in the hour before it. The closer to the deadline, the more aggressive response you'll likely get. So how often should you pitch? How often should you put a press release out? Well, firstly, don't be put off if you've got a gruff response to your first approach or even your second approach. You know, I get that from journalist friends that I've known for years if I hit them at a bad time. They get so many pictures, as I say, and they're trying to do their job. So don't bombard them daily with the same story. I remember a firm who used to send the same press release three to four times in a single day. Exactly the same press release. It just got deleted. And in fact, it was the same firm that I banned that I talked about in an earlier episode when I was an editor. So just keep pitching every time you have something relevant to say relevant to what journalists are talking about and eventually it'll stick and you could get as i say massive coverage but this is the real secret okay and often people think what story can i get the journalist to write about me if you want to develop a relationship the most important thing to do is to help the journalist by helping to add to a story that they're already working on so you want to know what is topical to your sector or what is coming up or might be coming up if it's a monthly magazine what do they have coming up? If it's real-time news, what's in the news today? Let's take you inside a journalist's head here for a moment. Journalists like to receive pitches from people who help them write what they're already working on. You know, there's a feeling in any newsroom or outlet that they are the best at judging what their audience want, and quite rightly, frankly, because they know their audience better than you. So they want you to help them do their jobs, not tell them what they're doing wrong, or you view that they should be doing something else. It's far harder to get them to change course, unless you have something truly outstanding, than to help them with a story they're already working on. So this could be a specific story or a general theme. So for example, if it's a magazine, if you're working in a seasonal industry like clothing, what is likely to be of interest to journalists this autumn or summer? If you're working in financial services and there's a story about the economy today, you may have something to add to that. We've talked about all this before. But how do you find all this information? How do you know what's coming up? 
Well, I've got three potential press opportunities for you later in this episode, so keep listening for those. And in fact, I'm going to try and have more of those for you in upcoming episodes too. So do let me know if you have a story of how you turned around being ignored by a journalist into a great PR success. You can message me on Twitter or Instagram at that PR podcast, or contact me via the website at thepublicrelationspodcast.com. First, let's round up some of the other things I spotted this week. Sabutio, the tabletop football or soccer game, released a female version with female plastic players this week, or at least it wasn't quite that cut and dry, as it wasn't going to be on sale in the shops. But the point was, it could have been just to test the market to see if people wanted it, that they would go and buy it if they did actually release it, or just to promote the idea of the tabletop game itself. But whatever the motivation behind it, it got national media attention. So is there something that you could release which gained headlines, which you then decide to manufacture later if people show interest? Something quirky or different, or could it just generate headlines? A very similar story saw a jean manufacturer in Los Angeles producing jeans with almost zero material on the front of the legs. It looked pretty silly, but it got press. If the cost of making those jeans was less than the increase in sales it got from the publicity that it generated, then it's worth it, isn't it? If you want to hear more of these sort of PR examples I give, then subscribe to my Twitter feed at that PR podcast. And I have a few of those, or I try to put a few of those out every day or whenever I spot them. Time for a viewer question. Thanks so much for these questions. If you'd like to ask a question, just go to the website, thepublicrelationspodcast.com, and sign up or ask me on Twitter or Instagram at thatprpodcast. While I don't talk about the technical side of online media in this podcast, I do talk about messaging. So this one seemed good from Simon, who's the CEO of a delivery business. He said at times he finds himself wanting to go off on a rant on his company blog about the state of the industry, but doesn't know how far to take it. Well, Simon... I've been involved in articles for media and blog posts over the years in some very delicate industries and sectors. And so here are some of my thoughts. Firstly, someone who gives an opinion will always gain more prominence and recognition than someone who doesn't. People don't share or talk about inane stuff where people state the obvious or they say something that everyone knows already. They talk about things which stand out. When they hear an opinion, they naturally want to know who said it, and that leads them back to you or your company or your brand or whatever you're trying to put across. Journalists are no different. They want to hear from people with a view, something that challenges opinions and gets an article noticed. But if you're going to give an opinion, you need to do it right. Don't just say something is bad or good, which is purely an opinion. Say why. Unless you're recognised as a top expert in your field, you need to back it up with some facts, even if it's in Twitter and you just put one figure in there. It shouldn't be hard as you'll know your industry. You'll know this stuff already. However, this, of course, is the trade-off. The more of an opinion you give, the more obviously you will divide people. Taking a stance will mean supporting one side of the argument, obviously. Those who agree with you will like you more. Those who disagree with you will like you less. If those who like you more are your target customers and those who like you less are not, then it's worth doing. By the way, having an opinion isn't 100% unrepairable. There is a technique some people use, which is to deliberately divide opinion strongly and then roll back from it. So you kind of apologize and say, oh, I was wrong all along. And this makes people who disagree with your original opinion feel like they've made some headway with you and they've convinced you. But stuff like that's for another day. So yes, use opinion. It will help you gain PR both online and in traditional media. But consider who you will please and who who you will upset first. So let's talk about some actual PR examples that you could take advantage of over the coming weeks. 
Earlier in this episode, I talked about the power of news events and how latching onto topics of interest to journalists can massively increase your chance of coverage. I wanted to give you a few examples for the next couple of weeks ahead, some really simple ones. One example I gave in a mini episode of the podcast, which I did this week, you can find on iTunes or any other podcast app, was about National Gardening Week. And if you're involved in horticulture in any way, this was something you could very much latch onto. As I mentioned in the, what I'm calling, thought-sized episodes, journalists were actively looking for stories they could tie into National Gardening Week. So if you'd had something, you could have contacted them. So here are a couple of examples of things that are coming up. Mother's Day, if you're in the United States, is coming up on May the 13th. Remember, it's different in different countries. But this could mean as a gift company, if you have something new and different, that could be a new story. Chocolate and flowers, of course, have been so done. So do you have a new twist to it? Are you making chocolates in the shape of women's names? Is there a mum who's going to be going to your skydiving centre to celebrate Mother's Day? Are you perhaps making montage videos containing videos of a mum's past given as a present to the mum? Another one for you, and here's a big one for European listeners, but also, in fact, in Australia, and I understand in America, lots of people are watching this too, Eurovision, the Eurovision Song Contest, one of the cheesiest events that goes on but has massive audiences it's back on the 8th to the 12th of may for example are you designing perfect party outfits for a eurovision party are you designing a hat inspired by a previous winner do you make karaoke machines oh yeah if you're designing a hat maybe you're replicating one of those big pointy ones they had one year i think there were big silver points on the heads of the singers can't remember but anyway eurovision is something that families enjoy with millions across the world interested in and that means journalists will be looking for stories to back up that event as well finally a third one that i spotted there are so many more of these out there that you could jump onto june the 8th is national best friends day you know has someone at your company done something for a, a special for a best friend which is out of the ordinary to celebrate friendship do you design personalized thank you cards and have a really witty one or the most expensive or most ridiculous you've ever been asked to make online news sites in particular might like to see photos of your examples there's just a couple of examples you could latch on to over the next couple of weeks. I know some will fit you better than others, but let me know if you'd like more of these in each episode because I think they are just rife for taking advantage of and journalists will want your content. So you've got to send a press release, but will it work? Will it get a journalist's attention? How can you write them in as little time as possible? Next time, I'll answer that question. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you find this useful, please do give us a five-star review on iTunes as it really makes this all worthwhile. In the meantime, have a great week. Let me know on social media what campaigns you're working on. And I will speak to you soon.